Hey surgeons. All right, it's Kelly. Welcome. Today we're going to talk about the model. The model is the backbone, the meat, the the algorithm in the math class that makes you understand math. So, what really attracted me to this uh, this kind of coaching is any problem, really any problem you can break down into the basic model of circumstances trigger your thoughts which create your feelings which drive your actions actions create results everything you can put in life can fit into this model and i think that's why surgeons are so attracted to the life coach school type of coaching because nobody's here really to tell you what to do everybody's here just to help you have an awareness of your mind and the way your mind works and the way you've created what you've created in your life because of the way you think so there's so much power in that right there's so much power in just seeing and being aware of it and i think that's where for me like the whole John Kabat-Zinn and Stoic philosophy and Buddhist philosophy kind of come into this style of coaching is because everything we have or don't have in our life is because of what we're thinking about it, how we're pursuing it, what actions we're doing, how we're feeling comes from the thoughts. So that's why the model is everything. You can start at anywhere in the model. A lot of times we start with our thoughts, right? Because if sometimes we can just grab those pretty quick, sometimes we have no idea what we're thinking about things. So we might be starting at like a result that we already have, like me not getting along with nurses, right? Like why is that a result in my life? Well, what are my actions? What are my thoughts about the nurses, right? To try to figure it out because you might not actually know what's underlying a relationship that you have. So point being for that you can start anywhere in the model but you'll hear especially if you start listening to the life coach school podcast ctfar ctfar it be, kind of becomes on repeat repeat or you'll hear people be like that's a c that's a t and if you don't know what the model is and kind of the abbreviations for it so ctfar circumstances are the top circumstances are completely neutral Circumstances are facts. If, it, if, if something has an adjective in it, it's not a circumstance, right? Because you've already created something about or a thought about that thing. So, super cute. Um, so, the circumstances, how they break it down is like, if, you, if everybody in the world could agree on this in a court of law, right? So there are some things that we think are circumstances because lots of people agree on them, but they're not because not everybody would agree on them, right? Like, well, she's an ass and everybody thinks she's an ass. Well, she might not think she's an ass, right? That's not a fact. Just because lots of people agree on a thought doesn't mean that it's a, a fact or a circumstance. So, so circumstance is very neutral. Often when you're making a model, um, making the circumstance as specific as you can. So if you're like, the hospital, it, it stresses me out. You'd be like, hospital is probably a little too vague, right? But if you can be like, what's the last example or the last time this happened, you can really kind of figure that one out uh, better. So more uh, more kind of honed in on the circumstance is better. It'll give you a cleaner, crisper model. So that's some tips for the circumstance. So circumstances are neutral until we have thoughts about them, right? Like a tree falls in the woods, but until it fell on our house, we didn't have a thought about that tree, right? Um, so there are very neutral circumstances and until a human has a thought about it, because all we were, and this is the other part that goes so cool into like neuroscience and you know, all of the way our brains work is like our interpretation of the world is literally just an interpretation. Like the world is completely neutral until we 
try to understand it, try to interpret it, try to communicate it, try to live in it, right? And that's just the way our bodies and our brains work. Even everything we're taking in from our eyeballs, our ears, you know, our senses, stuff like that is us interpreting an otherwise very neutral world that's happening without us. It happened before we got here. It happens after we're gone. The world is neutral. How we experience it is our lived experience. So that's the other reason why this circumstance just you you can't find something that doesn't fit into it, you guys. So thoughts we have about the world is where all of our power is. This is what throws us forward, propels us to change, propels us to be the best people we can be. And it also limits us, right? Why am I stagnant? Why am I not making more money? Why, why am I still angry? All of these things that are thoughts holding us back, right? We think it's a person or we think it's a circumstance that's creating these results, but it's not. Um, and the more and more you do this, the more you'll understand that you'll, you want to challenge it for a while because we're not trained this way. You guys We're trained that Susie hurt my feelings, right? I don't make that much money because the hospital says that, you know, associate professors only make blah, blah, blah. Right. So we think that the outside world controls what we do, but it's really us and our thoughts and how we choose to interact in that world. So thoughts are just neurotransmitters, neurochemicals, electrical synapses in our brain, and then it feeds it into our body and we, that's called a feeling. So a feeling is the body sensation. And we are not good at this, you guys. We are. My, I always joke that the surgeon's best feeling is tight. We are not good at feelings because we are told that surgeons shouldn't have feelings, right? So really getting in touch, like since I've gotten into coaching, I've felt more feelings than I've felt since probably I was an adult. Um, and feelings, are good and bad it's okay to feel negative feelings that's another trippy trippy thing about this is like our society tells us we're supposed to be happy all the time and when we're not happy we think something's wrong and so we do things to make ourselves happy right instead of realizing in order to experience the happy feelings we have to experience the not happy feelings that's why they exist life is 50 50 and really being able to live in both of those worlds right is where accepting what is and not fighting with reality, right? So a lot of our pain and suffering is resisting reality or trying not to feel a bad feeling. Like how much do we want to stay away from anger, sad, jealousy, disappointment, instead of being like, no, that's really what I'm feeling right now. Let me process that. There's so much power in feelings that surgeons are not good at until you try to be good at it. Maybe some people are. Lucky you. I think I got it beat out of me in residency. So because of our feelings, how we feel, that drives our actions. Actions are things that we do, but actions are also things that we do not do or things we avoid, things we are not doing because of a feeling, right? So the feeling of happiness is why I reached out to blah, blah, blah. My feeling of anger is why I was very short and abrasive to somebody else. So our feeling is how is what causes our actions or inactions. And because of the actions or inactions in our world, that explains the results that we have. So that's the long winded introduction to the model. Knowing the model is you can't know the model in your brain. It's very hard to run a model in your brain and try to see it and process it and become aware of it in your brain really writing it down. And what they recommend is doing thought downloads, which is basically just journaling. But if you have an aversion to journaling, don't call it that, call it a thought download. <laughs> so just getting down the thoughts and there is no how to on how you need to do that. You can say, what are you thinking? What are you feeling? And what are you doing or not doing? Those are like the three rules. If you want to have rules for thought downloads, but people are like, just sit down 
and anything that is in your brain, get it out. It's actually amazingly, it like cleans out the cobwebs. I noticed this a really big thing when I started doing this and putting my to-do list down on paper, how stressful it is to carry a to-do list in your brain. Super stressful because our brain is not a to-do list carrying machine. Our brain is a data processing center. So when we tell our data processing center to hold eight things, until Tuesday so I can do them, it's super stressful for the brain. The brain is not designed to do that. So getting it, your to-do list down on paper and saying it's over there, I'm gonna work through it, cleans up so much space and like hard drive capacity in the brain. So give it a try. If you feel like you're really spinning because of so many things to do, write it all down, clean it out of your brain, see if it makes a difference. So thought downloads, super important, and then running models. And being and that's where can kind of coaching can come in too, is you're like, I've got this, thought that I'm having and I need to I need to help on my model. So people actually like bring parts of a model to coaching to have it be worked on. So the thing about running a model is not to like make it make you all feel good or make you all change your thoughts. It's really just an awareness of where you are and how you're thinking about things. So I think a lot of people, you know, they talk about the intentional model and the unintentional model and we'll get to that in a second. It's not just to change all your thoughts to good thoughts. Sometimes we really need to be with the sadness, the loss, the sorrow, the anger in order to process that so then we can move on. So coaching is not just to make you feel better and certainly our style of coaching is not to tell you what to do. Our belief is we don't know what to do any more than you do, it's, it's your life. You are the expert at it. We help you figure out what the next steps are. Because I think a lot of uh, coaching can be what they call A-line coaching, right? Like. In order to become full professor, you need X, Y, and Z. Now, when are you gonna do it? Are you gonna do it by next Monday? When you have that sort of relationship with a coach, the coach kind of, you kind of become dependent on the person who's like carrying the stick, right? And this type of coaching isn't that. It's like your result that you want is associate professor. What do you need to do to do that? And what kind of thought do you need to have to drive that action? Because right now you're in an inaction of doing it, which is probably coming from a different thought, different model, right? So um, the simpler your model, again, with your circumstance, the simpler it is, like what we say a lot is like, tell us the last time it happened. Um, you can kind of get a cleaner, crisper model and really vague things are difficult to work with um, as far as building awareness of your thoughts. So I wanted to talk briefly about beliefs and beliefs are just thoughts that you've thought so long and hard that you just think they're facts, right? And a lot of these we get from our training, our parents, our schooling, kind of all that stuff. So if you wanna start just for a second journaling about beliefs, here's some quick questions so you can kind of figure out what your beliefs are, right? Which you think are facts because you've believed them so damn long, but they're not, they're just really, really ingrained thoughts. So one question is, what do you believe about your life? Right? Do you believe you're lucky? Do you believe life is hard? Do you believe uh, you'll reach all of your goals that you have for yourself in your life? Do you believe X amount of money is all you're allowed to make? Right, like All of these are just thoughts that we've held on to so long that they become fact. I call them facty thoughts. Um, what do you believe about yourself? Write that down. Uh, that I'm super smart, that I'm only capable of this job, learning, how to be a coach is difficult, whatever it might be. Um, what are your What are lessons that your parents taught you? So certainly, um, you know, maybe girls shouldn't be loud. 
Um, you should be excellent and perfect all the time. Don't question authority. But all these things, right? They're just thoughts that other people have told us that they're so ingrained in our body, we think that they're beliefs. So really, really important to realize like when you feel like a thought is super facty, it might just be that you've thought it so long, right? And certainly other people might not think the same thing. So that's how we know it's not a fact. So going on to this awareness, we've got two surgeons, the now surgeon and the future surgeon, right? So awareness, again, is doing the models of where you are and then maybe where you want to be, right? Like my goal, I'm starting a goal. Fuck, can I just say fuck on my goal? Um, an impossible goal is a goal that's so big, it scares the shit out of you. And the whole point of an impossible goal is not just to, to get it, like that's nice if you get it, but it's who you become on the journey of figuring it out. And it really challenges the thought of, I don't know how to do this as a reason to not do something. Um, so my big goal is six months of no alcohol starting today. Today's June 1st, if anybody's watching this on a record. So I don't know how to do that. I have never been six months without drinking for my adult life prior to 21, right? So I don't know how to do it. And if I did know how to do it, I would have already done it, right? So of course I don't know how to do it. So in my current line, I can write where I am today, right? And then who I wanna be, I'm gonna write here of like my, and you, what you do with goals is you can kind of say your result, right? So result is six months without drinking. So we'll put that in here. Six months, no drinking. I don't know how to do that. I've never done that before. And for other people, it might be super easy. Maybe they haven't had a drink in six months. They're like, it's so easy for me. And I'm like, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to hang out with people and not have a drink. I don't know how to celebrate a milestone without having a drink, right? So if I want this result, I'm gonna have to do some actions that cause this result. The actions being don't drink, right? Don't drink would be one of them. Another one might be uh, come up with creative mocktails, um, prepare in advance for circumstances where I might feel pressured or tired, right? So kind of preparing for scenarios, right? So I don't go into weeks, things unprepared, right? And my feeling for this is coming from confidence. So with confidence, because if I say, ah, oh, fuck, I don't know if I can do this. If I come into this with doubt, I'm not going to get this result. Right. I have to, to me, I have to come into this with confidence to feel like I'm not going to have any alcohol. Circumstance is uh, alcohol. It's kind of vague, but it'll work. Confidence. My thought that creates confidence for me is, and I know I'm not just pulling this out of my ass. Like I've had a, several hours of coaching on this leading into this. <laughs> so uh, my thought on this is it's easy. So alcohol, well, I guess the circumstance would be no alcohol. My thought is it's easy. To me, that builds confidence. My actions are having alcohol-free drinks, um, not drinking, because it's easy to not drink. And then my result is six months with no drinking. So that is what we call a intentional model. I've created this. And sometimes when you create intentional models, it might not feel very real to you. Like the thought of it's easy. Somebody else could be like, it's hard to not drink for six months, right? They might have a... a 
tougher time getting to this result or they might just be white knuckling it the whole time. I'm not planning on, I don't want to resist it the whole time. I actually want to have a new experience. So in doing this, knowing that resisting something is exhausting. We don't have a lot of bandwidth for resistance in our body. Resistance only lasts a certain amount of time. And you've, you've experienced that, whether it's like forcing yourself to exercise, forcing yourself to do a job you hate, forcing yourself to limit your calories, whatever it might be. So resistance as a solution to get something in your life is not a great plan, people. Uh, certainly it can work for some people short term, but resistance for your life. And plus, what fun is that, right? So that is an intentional model coming from my currently unintentional model, which is alcohol feelings. Here's my, I'll do my unintentional model for you just so you can kind of see where I'm coming from. So circumstances, alcohol, thoughts are, I deserve it. Feeling of happy. Uh, my actions are drink to celebrate and stress relief, right? If I deserve drinking, I'm going to do it all the time. I deserve it when I'm happy. I deserve it when I'm sad. I deserve it when I'm celebrating. I deserve it at the end of the week. Results, I drink. So if I'm going into this result of I don't want to have drinks for six months, and my thought going into it is I deserve alcohol, that's gonna be a big problem. It's not gonna probably give me these results. So breaking down your models can be very, very cool to be like, of course I'm not gonna stop drinking when I think I deserve drinking, right? Working on that thought. So I think alcohol, a lot of people do this, going back to the model and saying why we think circumstances have all the power. A lot of people think alcohol is the reason that I drink. No, the reason I drink, alcohol is neutral. It exists out in the world without me just fine. Alcohol doesn't need me, right? But I see alcohol and I think I deserve it, right? So that's where all of my power is. All of my power is in the thoughts. So I hope that was helpful. July 1st, uh, so I'm gonna start in, in room one this month, just talking about my impossible goal um, and our first ever masterclass starts July 1st and it's called quit it how to stop drinking and other things you don't want to be doing <laughs> if you're not a drinker but still want to be in, on the masterclass and do deep diving on coaching and thoughts and beliefs and stuff like that so I love you so much I will post this thanks for watching type in your questions and I love you